Coming up on Radio 3, this week's Hashtag Hong Kong with Dr. William Yu, CEO of World Green Organization. The recently concluded United Nations Climate Change Conference in Dubai, also known as COP28, presented an opportunity for world leaders, business leaders, and climate negotiators to come together and discuss the urgencies of climate change. I was privileged to participate in this event, which brought together all key stakeholders, including NGOs and tech companies, for collective action to combat climate change. The global stock take is set in COP28 to measure and see if countries are collectively making progress towards meeting the goals of the Paris Agreement. Unfortunately, the international community is falling short of the goals, with no credible pathway to 1.5 degrees Celsius. The conference resulted in an agreement where nearly 200 countries agreed to transition away from fossil fuels, shifting towards renewable energy and efficiency. However, many countries and scientists were disappointed as the agreement did not explicitly commit to phasing out or even phasing down fossil fuel. It remains to be seen whether it will be sufficient to keep the agreement alive, as the most significant pain point of the energy transition is the cost to business and operations, estimated to cost between US dollar hundred and ten trillion to two hundred seventy five trillion. The lack of financial support from developed countries for emerging economies Transitioning to green energy remains a major barrier highlighted at the conference. There's been a lot of discussion about the technology, namely carbon capture and utilization storage, CCUS. CCUS refers to capturing CO2, typically from large pond sources like power generation or industrial facilities that use fossil fuels. While some climate campaigners consider carbon capture and storage, CCS, and also CCUS, a distraction, giving fossil fuel companies an excuse to keep extracting more climate-harming coal, oil, and gas. However, the International Energy Agency, IEA, has different views. The widespread adoption of CCUS is essential in tackling emissions, especially in hard-to-abate sectors like cement, steel, and chemicals, and facilitates low-carbon hydrogen production at a low cost, thus supporting the decarbonization of multiple industries. Another important issue during the COP28 discussions is methane reduction. Methane, CH4, is the second largest greenhouse gas contributor to global warming. It's a primary component of natural gas and is responsible for about a third of the planetary warming we see today. Without implementing substantial measures, human-induced methane emissions are projected to rise by up to 13% between 2020 and 2030. COP28 saw pledges from 50 major oil and gas companies to curb their methane emissions, which were important first steps. These pledges now need to be translated into urgent action, full funding for developing countries and national regulations for methane emitting sectors. So the launch of the waste map 
the first ever global platform to use satellite monitoring to track and measure the locations and amounts of methane emissions from organic waste. And over US $1 billion allocated for the methane finance sprints aimed at improving infrastructure represent significant milestones in this effort. Locally, Hong Kong ranks 12th globally per capita of methane generation, with an average emission rate of 20.07 kg per person per year. This rate is significantly higher than that of Taiwan, Singapore, and China, ranging from 400% to 500% higher. The majority of methane gas comes from Hong Kong's landfills, where organic waste disposal has been causing this problem for decades. Due to our lifestyle and the limitation in our waste management facilities, methane generation is a dynamic and continuous process, a natural byproduct of the decomposition of organic materials from the waste. It can either be captured for energy regeneration or released into the atmosphere as super greenhouse gas. According to COP28 president, tackling methane will have a massive near-term impact on keeping 1.5 degrees Celsius within reach, and it has been one of the top priorities in that event. Although Hong Kong has taken proactive measures to address this issue by implementing a forward monitoring plan, the majority of methane from landfills has not been fully captured and reused. Furthermore, the leakage at its domestic waste sewage facilities should also be addressed. Instead of wasting natural resources and letting them go into the atmosphere, we should make good use of this quick fix to capture as much methane as possible in Hong Kong and make a contribution to Hong Kong's carbon neutrality. Thus, capturing methane from the landfill can be the fastest way to address climate change in the short term. No more wasting our natural resources, no more wasting time. At now.